Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Welcome to Her Style Secrets, brought to you by... Prinny Ray. And Amber Lai. Woo! Woo! <laughs> hey, girl. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, that sounded so fake. Was that, that was so fake. Why <laughs> did you say that? <laughs> you know what it is? I feel like every week we come in and it's like we have to do like some kind of natural intro. Yeah, but and then it's sometimes, just, yeah, nah. It's just, it's dead. yeah, it's a bit. <laughs> I'm not even going to try to explain it. Just, it's dead. How have you been this week? Um, Better. Mm-hmm. I'm being a lot better this week than last week. I'm not yeah. sure how you're feeling. No, so I'm exactly the same. I think last week I felt very drained mm, mm, mm. and exhausted. And this week I feel like I've managed to like... Get a lot out of your system. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm not like jumping off the walls, but mm, I'm not like mm, down in the dumps either. Down in the dumps, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I've been thinking? Like we kind of been talking about this in terms of like, how do you go from being like, really sad really down Mm. posting a lot about this topic on socials transitioning to then going back to like posting your content and almost going back to normal life and I feel like in that sometimes there's a bit of a guilt where you feel like oh if I start going back to normal life does that make it seem like I've forgotten about yeah I feel that's Um, exactly how I feel yeah like I think a lot of people have felt that guilt but the nice thing to see is a lot of people are finding the balance between yes i'm going to go about my normal like, mm. like life and things but the marathon continues the conversation yeah. continues we haven't stopped um which is nice to see and it kind of also shows that it's not like a gimmick it's not well mm. i mean time will tell but yeah for exactly now, it's not, for some people it is a gimmick and a trend and they're kind of off it but for those that care you can still feel like like our foot is on the gas. Mm, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It is. Still- it's been really nice seeing some influencers, like white influencers who've been like on their stories, like even though my content's coming, like going back to normal, mm, mm. please still expect like posts here and there. Like it's going to be really sporadic. Of course. But like, and I just really appreciated that. But yeah, mm. like, I feel, I still haven't, like I'm not at that stage where I'm comfortable enough yet to post myself like I like really want stuff, to yeah. but I don't want it to seem like it was all talk and do you know what I mean now yeah I yeah, just yeah, have yeah. a I feel like I just have like this respect that I need to that I owe yeah and to like the whole s- situation but I don't know maybe I feel like as the days go by I'm like feeling better and better so I might just get to a point where I'm like I'm in a good place today yeah 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 and I feel like the timing is different for everyone like some people manage to transition earlier depends on how they feel yeah I don't know like I think and either way like you can never really win Mm -hmm. yeah so you've just got to do more like more so what works um for you but man like I feel like every week in lockdown 
it just shit escalates. Like it's sorry, like sorry you guys, can't you can't relax. see my facial expression, but I'm in ingredients. Like, this week is literally like, who's next? Which statue is coming down? <laughs> it's like go, 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 go. <laughs> who's next? <laughs> no, but do you know what? It's literally like that, and it's like, oh, oh my god, I just completely lost my trailer thought. <laughs> Oh my god. I thought you were going to say something really good. I was going to say, time is going really quickly because so much is happening within the week and it's like so many powerful things. Like it's already been a week since the first protests. Oh my god, that feels like. No, but it's going quickly but long because a lot of things are happening every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to keep up. Like, there's been quite a few statues, like, worldwide coming down. Big time. It's, like, like all of, but all of a sudden. Like, from nowhere. All of a sudden. But, but you know what? These like, statues are coming down. As much as I think is a great thing, one of my friends, Nee, he posted on his story today, which was quite, like, thought-provoking, and I think he got a lot of... Conversation. Not, not necessarily backlash, but a lot of conversation. He basically said that he kind of feels some type of way about the statues because it's coming down because Mm. it's such low hanging fruit. Like there are bigger things to address, like bringing down statues is nothing when you think about the systematic racism that exists like in like an institutionalized level. So it's like, yes, on the one hand, you're kind of happy that statues are coming down, but two, we don't want it to seem like people are almost making it seem like, yeah, we've done this for you now, guys. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. You know? There are um, bigger fish like, to fry, and I feel yeah, I do get that. Yeah, um, I, I think the the good things about the statues coming down is like the symbolism. Oh yeah, and, and like, and just that acknowledgement. But yeah, so much like so that's just a little little piece of it. Yeah. Like that that's just a speck in the in the grand and I think things. His point that I found funny, he was like, to be honest, most of us black people don't even know who those white men are. Do you need <laughs> until this week? Half of them I have no clue who they are. Like I do not know them. Until this week, I didn't even know there were statues of slave traders in the UK. I didn't even know that was a thing. Until this week. It's mad. Mental. It's mad. But I guess it's like change in the right directions. Yeah. It's got to start somewhere, I guess, to start with the statues. <laughs> <laughs> Literally got to start somewhere. Um, but what else has been happening in the news? I feel like a lot has been happening, but also like nothing at the same time. Since our last episode, yeah, quite a few things have been happening. Again, like social media has been piping hot. Um, a lot has gone down. A lot of companies have been called out. A lot of complaints yes. have been made. You know what I'm really here for? I'm really here for companies issuing statements like, yeah, you know, like, we really stand by the community and we're all about diversity and ex-employees are like, hang on a minute. But when I was there, <laughs> hang on a minute, but I left because of racial complaints and it's like, oh, uh, no. It's like, literally it's like the, this you. On yeah. Th- <laughs> <laughs> on Twitter, it's, it's like the, this you. Like- Man, Twitter is just everything. So Honestly. last week, did we speak about the L'Oreal scandal? 
I think we did. Touch I think on we it. briefly, we briefly touched on it. So an update on that, ladies and gentlemen, Monroe Bergdorf, I yes. believe her surname is, um, obviously complained about L'Oreal's racism and how they dropped her from a campaign. Yada yada yada. And now they have issued her an apology. They've donated a lot, 50K split between two charities and um, have put her on a position. I'll write this down, bear with me. (laughs) They have given her a consultancy role at their UK Diversity and Inclusion Board, which she has accepted because she was like, it's not about cancelling, it's about people Mm. acknowledging their role and then moving in the right direction so she was like i had to take that position to be the voice for my people and i yeah, think that's yeah. true like imagine coming so far and be like well no i'm gonna take that one because eh, you're racist no exactly exactly and i think it's it, i like the fact that one she took the role and two she explained why she took it just yeah. to help because just I, to help frame people's people mindsets do, yeah, yeah. A lot of people would just be like, no, you know, I can't. So like, how dare you come and offer me a yeah. job? Like, bitch, who do you think I am? Like, that kind of thing. But the only um, way for change to happen is for those roles and positions to be taken up by us. I know a lot of things is going to seem like people are doing, like, tokening us. And we're tokenism, being chosen yeah, yeah. as, like, the token black girl or whatever. But it, I don't know. It's just really contradicting. There's a bit like we need to, if those roles are offered, we need to take them because this is what we exactly. wanted. Exactly. Exactly. I think it's like, because a lot of people have that point around, oh, I don't want it to be a tokenist thing. I don't want it to be a checkbox. But the reality is, whether it is or it isn't, it's probably going to look like that. So it's Mm. whether you accept it or not. But I love it. I'm so here for it. In the wake of all of this, I knew that like more black people are going to be hired, more black people are going to be promoted into senior positions. So that's what we need. it's literally one of those, like, you get it how you get it. Like, yeah, it might be a bit, like, feel a bit awkward and uh, it's not really what you want. Mm. Like, it's not really the way in which you'd want to have got the position in the wake of this whole um, debate and narrative. But if it's the role, take it. I agree. I'm really happy for her. What a brilliant turnout. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And... She's got a seat at the table, like she said. Yeah. To make positive change. Changes um, that need to happen. Literally. I mean, while we're talking about jobs, so Harper Bazaar, Harper's, uh, Harper, Harper's Bazaar. Oh. Harper. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with us? We're Harper's so easily sidetracked with God's sake. Sorry, you're going to say it again. Sorry, go on. Harper's, Harper's Bazaar. I have a new, um, a new, editor-in-chief who who is is a black woman (gasps) but wait for it guys (laughs) wait for it wait for it she is the first black editor-in-chief in the history of the 150 year old publication i present to you samira nazar so she was Amazing, amazing. Clap. Yep. Cheers all around. So she was, um, her background is like she was a stylist. I think she was like a fashion, fashion director or editor at Vanity Fair. Mm. Um, And now she's got this role. I think, yeah, one, it's, it's amazing. It is amazing. I I just feel conflicted. I feel conflicted because it's, they've never, 
ever. So this looks a bit like tokenism. Oh, 100%. And the timing is like... The timing couldn't have been better if <laughs> it's, you tried. It's almost, it's almost as if they were like, shit, everyone's coming at us talking about diversity. They're tweeting us, they're tweeting us. Right, but let's just... We're <laughs> a black woman, editor-in-chief, done. That's it, we're sorted, got our backs covered. No one's going to look twice at us. We got a black woman as well. A black woman, editor-in-chief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 153 years is a long time. Harper's honey. BC3, you boo-boo. It's mad. And I was like, I was doing back, like, not research, which is reading up on it. And I was thinking, to be honest, like, who is even checking for Harper's Bazaar? And it's true, because they're going through a phase of, like, struggling to stay relevant. And mm. they need, like, at a publication like that, you need a change. Yeah. If you're doing the same thing and you're expecting a different result, it's not going to work. Like, you mm. need a change. You need a shake-up. But why does it... And maybe this was in the works. Like, I don't want to put yeah, a downer either. on it. Yeah, either. Don't want to rain on her parade. Like, because they might, they might have just been copying, like, Vogue, right? UK Vogue. Yeah. Because um, their editor-in-chief is a black man. So they're thinking, okay, he's coming. He's obviously added a bit of spice, a bit of flavour, creative direction. It's maybe popping. we should go that way as maybe well. Maybe we, yeah, maybe but we should go that way. But the timing, Han. Yeah. I no would have, no I don't know. I just feel like maybe we would have, like, done it, kept it under wraps for a bit. I, did, I don't know. Well, it is what it is. For the company, for the company, and for any black women or black men working in the company and feeling the ways, it's a positive thing for them. Yeah, to know definitely. That, you know, the big got boss a voice is, there. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> matting, zatting. <laughs> Mate, I feel like so many more of these are about to happen. I swear to God. Oh yeah. Girl, is you know what it is? A lot of the, I always say you know what it is. I'm done saying that. But a lot of these companies, you can tell they don't want to be the first one to do it. Yeah, they're all planning it. They're all planning promotions. They're all planning hires. But they're like, oh, wait if for someone first, else. First. It looks like we're yeah. It looks like we're forcing it. It looks a bit too forced. Like we're not trying to. This is what I'm not, saying. This is honestly the most controversial like thing to happen because it's like. If you I do this, right. if I do that, yeah, mm. honestly, you can't, you can't get it right. But let shout them, out to let my them worry women. a little bit. Shout out to my black women killing it. We're about to be making money moves. Money what, moves. Us or black women? Black women. Both. Both. <laughs> you mean both? <laughs> Betch. <laughs> but whilst we quickly, I do. Sorry, I wanted to say this at the start, but I just wanted to quickly thank everyone that um oh my god yeah yeah i know tuned into our last episode we got so much amazing feedback i think we were actually quite stunned um we didn't realize what we had done um yeah. <laughs> we, we got <laughs> a lot of feedback of people saying that they found it very educational some people said they learned more on our podcast than they ever did in history and i just thought wow like who knew just talking about our day-to-day struggles would have been a huge learning curve mm. for some people. But we just want to thank you guys for um, supporting us and listening and for all the kind messages as well. And sharing as and well. And sharing as well. It's been really sweet. Like, little old us. Teaching people really, things. It did so well that we got featured in um, Stylist, Stylist Magazine. <laughs> which is... It's a big deal. Like, yeah. let's not let's not put it down. It's a big deal. It's something that when you start, 
you start a podcast or you start creating something, you have a vision of where you want it to go. But when you're on the journey, you almost don't see how it's going to all yeah. like materialize and come together. And, you know, getting that kind of accolade, I suppose, is, oh, I don't even sound like it's a big deal, but no, genuinely. And I want to say manifesting things is so key. And guys, this is the perfect time, I think, for us to sit down write out some manifestations write out some things you want no matter how big or how distant you might be from it you need to start writing these down guys we're gonna inspire you because on the 14th of may 2020 we created a joint less than a month ago we created a joint um note like a you know you share a note on iphone and we called it HSS, obviously, Hairstyle Secrets, 2020 <laughs> Manifestation. We're not going to go through every single one, but literally the first one is featured in Stylist Magazine. Sorry, that was the f- I mean, like... I, no, no, I got all the feels. We've basically got five manifestations. The rest of them ain't shit. Like, the rest of them. <laughs> after no. I went back and looked and I was like, we need to manifest bigger things because... <laughs> bigger things. <laughs> it's like nothing. But honestly, that was the first thing. And when we got the email saying we, we've been featured, I, I don't know, I, I lost the plot. We didn't know so how to act. Because it's literally like, we said it. We we're, said we, We're going to get featured, and we did. So now we've got to dream bigger. We do. I hope that's, that's uh, inspiring to you guys. I hope you guys take that, that story on. If we can take do it, it can you, Hans? I feel like I'm in a really positive mood now 100 percent. yeah sorry so i just want to say that thank you to everyone thank you everyone for listening and just a little side note if you do enjoy us please could you leave a review on apple oh, yeah we would really really appreciate it so then more people can find us and enjoy us like you do <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> right let's and if get... you're new here also if you're new oh, yeah here, like, I go. welcome to the family it's, it's gonna, gonna be fun, fun. Be a fun ride <laughs> All right, so we should just get into. We had a bit of other new stuff, but it's a bit shit. Like it's a bit basically, the high right streets, now. the high streets crumbling. Victoria's Secrets closing stores. Monsoon. Quiz clothing. Monsoon. Like it's bullshit. But to be honest, a lot of these, a lot of these companies are just doing shady business shit. Like mm. the headline will be in administration. You think they're going under? No, they're just putting the company in administration, and they're going to rebuy back the company, restructure, close some stores, so the owner's still going to be good. So long story short, they're all just doing fraudulent shit. Don't long worry. story short, we need to change <laughs> where we shop for, and we need to, like, that's what we need to do, guys. I mean, that's that on that point blank and the period. Everyone needs to be more intentional, more conscious with where, where they're, they're spending, spending their money, the coin. who they're spending their money with, understand more about the morals, the value, the culture mm. of the business, the founder, what they believe in, what they stand for. Let's support and encourage smaller businesses. And I know there's been a big push for like black owned businesses. That's a great thing. Obviously the black community does need support in that area, but there are a number of small niche businesses that would appreciate and benefit from your coin more so than these big white fat men sitting on boards making shit decisions no shades using shit material but shades big shades no shade but shades <laughs> <laughs> anyway i'm done amber take it away so <clears throat> as we said a lot has been going on on social meds and <laughs> what so, so social meds 
social needs. One of them was the birth of this new page called The Influencer Gap. Dun, dun. This is the best page I've ever come across. No, so, literally. <laughs> so if you guys are not aware of this page, it's called The Influencer Gap on Instagram. And basically, it's an anonymous page where influencers, content creators can submit their highest paid uh, social media campaign. And they say, if they want to, the brand or company they worked for, mm. uh, their ethnicity, like what yeah. Asian whatever and um and how much and whatever they were required to do and guys and they're following like they're following oh, yeah, and engagement so, so they're you following get the engagement um what they were required to do and how much they got paid for it it's wild and uh, girl it's wild wild I some of these numbers yo influencers are being taken the piss out of like they are yeah i think majority of them are being taken the piss out of but the ones that are enjoying are chopping life mm. like they are getting paid paid so when these companies say they ain't got no money they got money Bill. no they got money they got money but i saw oh there's this other page oh i need to figure out what the page is called they kind of do um, post similar content around like influencer marketing and stuff, but it's more from the educational perspective. So mm. it's not just spilling the tea. It's more how you should like value yourself. And is this Creative Gal Gang? No, no, no. It's not Creative okay. Gal Gang. Creative Gal Gang. Creative <laughs> 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 Why are we so childish? Literally childish. I cannot. Oh, okay. I need to find. I'll find the page and I'll like. I don't know talk about it another time but essentially i think she is not an expert but she works in this field and what she said she didn't directly throw shade at the page but she basically said that in this market it's so difficult to have a true benchmark to say if you have this many followers this is what you should be paid and if you have this much engagement but more so it should be driven by you understanding your own metrics understanding your own engagement and then knowing what your worth what is mm. because i think a lot a lot of the takeaways from the post is that people are just pitching themselves too low yeah or they're just accepting they're not fine they're not, um, yeah they're not negotiating yeah. well enough because if you know if you believe in your source and you know your source even if a company try to low tries to lowball you which they will do from a um from a cost perspective because no one wants to pay more it's kind of like going to a car boot sale you're not going to go in high you're going to go yeah. low and then meet in the middle so you know, you have to be able to push back and say, unfortunately, on this occasion, I'll pass. Yeah. If you're that pressed to do the campaign, then you do it. But man, I don't know, the fees are crazy. But the main point is that white influencers get paid more than Black ethnic minorities. That's the, that's the realty period with a T on the end. And for the, <laughs> some of the stuff that they get paid for, it's like nothing. And they get paid yeah. thousands. I, I saw one that was like 15,000. I said, Blood Clark, give me a bit of that. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, but like, come on, give me a crumb. Like, oh give me a crumb of that. Like, it's, it's nuts. But it does open your eyes. And 
what's those I don't know there's all these sayings about ignorance and whatever but what you don't know you don't know Mm. but at least now people are more exposed and understand okay like so this is the money that's out there this is the money that can be made I shouldn't be accepting this and people always say this thing from a influencer perspective what has ruined the market is people accepting gifting campaigns and doing yes, things for free for free because brands get away with it like if we all stood together and said i'm not doing free shit they're gonna have to find the money from somewhere and then mm. they're gonna have to figure out how they go about paying people but because they know that if you say you want to be paid they'll be like bet i'll go and find the next guy who do it for free that's gonna do it for free yeah, I think really- the influencer industry really do all need to come together. There's a huge diversity issue in the influencer industry as it is. But I think yeah. now this page is a really good way to come together and like be in charge. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. And create more accountability. Better. Yeah, definitely. So the page, sorry, is called slashed.it. Um so she has seven years leading social plus influencers for big brands. She's tired of bullshit experts. Okay. <laughs> she has a, she has an ebook coming. So for anyone that's an influencer into creatives, I think it's a good page to go on and just read and understand things. But her main point is that engagement is what is the most important thing. Yeah. It's not like, it's not about, it's not about followers because you can have so many followers. Yeah. You might get, the but if they're not engaging stuff, with they're, they're not yeah if they're not engaged if you can't turn the followers into people that are going to buy no you don't have any power to negotiate mm. and say pay me like 15k if they're not going to get a return on investment it doesn't make sense like if they're paying you 15k they're probably looking to see what like at least two times that back yeah like 30k in sales or 30k in something like equivalent so yeah it, it causes it causes everyone to check themselves and kind of assess what is their true influencer value because an to inf, to be an influencer you have to influence people mm. Alyssa's wardrobe is an influencer with all the capital oh my gosh i feel like she's like queen influencer no she is point everyone blank, buys anything anything she says she can literally be like i use this manure to um do sort out my plants in the garden and they'll go down to the garden center Bow and down. buy out all the shit Mm-hmm. Like, it happened so many times yeah she is 100% queen influence and any brand would pay whatever she's I asking. would pay so much because I know yeah. I would, what I would get back would just be ridiculous. you get back exactly you would, you're promised exactly. back um money essentially yeah. <laughs> and even if it's not instant on that day over time at least yeah. like, it will trickle in and you know you'll know the source you can so. expect your product to go so to become sold out with Melissa's wardrobe's influence. Everyone's products sell out. Like, woof. Anyway, we talk about her a lot. Yeah. Stan. <laughs> Stan. We stand great influences. We really do. Oh my God, I've been spending my time fighting people on social media. Are you still doing that? It's not I know. It. I know. Do you know what? My friend said that as well. She was like, you're actually just getting yourself angry. She was like, look at you. You're because they're not angry you are now you're sat here fuming i think i've thought about four people in the past since yes two days what racists yeah um i've decided that i have zero energy and time in it i know i I don't like i don't like i don't i don't i don't have the energy because 
you have made up your mind on something that's so simple and mm. you're going out of your way to be like intentionally obtuse to make a point on something that matters none. Yeah. Like, why are you so shook? Like this whole, like all lives matter, trying to explain it to people. It's been explained a hundred different simple ways that even a two year old could get why all lives matter does not make any sense. Mm. And still they keep pushing the narrative. So they made up their mind. They want to be racist. Like whatever shaking your boots for Winston Churchill because what like (laughs) like is is, and the funniest thing is that a lot of these racists were biting the tongue they were like this is gonna this is gonna blow over the minute they started touching statues oh my god so many so many racists they took off their clown mask and said no bitch I'm Not here to fight Churchill. for my guy, Winston. Oh my God, what was one of those tweets? He was like, if it weren't for Churchill, we'd all be speaking German. And someone was like, well, if it weren't for you, we wouldn't be speaking English. But look at us now, eh? Stole our language. <laughs> and it's so true. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. My latest fight was with Courtney from Tawi. <laughs> Are you serious? Did she reply to you? Yeah, she put a black square up. And obviously, she was like... <laughs> <laughs> you can't make this shit up. All right, I'm ready. I got screenshots, I got my receipts. She was like, she put a black screen up, and I remember when it was the elections, Courtney, Chloe, and Shelby oh, were yeah. in a re- and were Amber were in a restaurant, stuff, yeah. and they was like, We're not voting for racists. Um, Jeremy Corbyn's a racist, oh, yeah. he's semitism, this semitism that he wants to cut our taxes or up our taxes whatever the hell it was yeah, yeah we're voting that. for boris blah 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 blah. fast forward and you're posting the black square so i just wondering <laughs> casually stumbled upon this black square asked how can you support an anti-racist movement but vote and support a racist like that doesn't make sense <laughs> now if anyone in the audience has something to say about this statement i want to hear it i really want to know and she responded back to me with if i want to support blm then i will do so and i was like it's so contradictory though it doesn't make sense i was like but that i was like but you can't follow an anti-racist campaign and still support a racist. racist. Like, um, I've had racism against me because of my religion. And I'm like, it doesn't, babe, like, this don't make sense. She's like, I support anti-racism. And I was like, you can't pick and choose when you're anti-racist. You can't be anti-racist now, but not not anti-racist when you're choosing a racist prime minister. Like, that doesn't make sense. Anyway, she deleted my comments and slid in my DMs and I ignored her. She's sitting in your DMs. Yeah. All right, what is she saying? Come on, come on, bring it out, bring it out. Right, if you really want to know, I can tell you. Tell her to go listen to our podcast, bro. In, oh, my God. Like, oh, my God. You should have been like, listen. You should have been like, babe. Tomorrow, I'm going to send it be like, look, you're lucky enough to be featured on my podcast, hun. Right, so she... Um, <laughs> oh, my God. She sent me bear messages. <laughs> is she beefing you? All right, guys. Buckle Wait, up, get some popcorn. To... She's like, I'm not getting into politics on my page. It's not what it's for. If I want to support BLM, I'll do so. There's nothing more you need to try and understand from that. Let's all stand united. Um, we're not standing united when we fucking vote for Boris Johnson, are we? Dickhead. 
Anyways, if you want political combos, I'll direct you to some Instagrammers who will be better for you to comment on. And she sent me the Tories, Labour, Green Party and Simple Politics page. Get a grip, <laughs> Courtney. Get a grip. She's taking the Anyways, piss. tomorrow I'm going to send her my podcast episode and be like, babe, <laughs> look where you turn up. <laughs> no, what you should actually send her. You should send her the last episode so she can just like educate herself she won't listen to it because i just i i mean i get i get why you're riled up but also there's no point in posting because we know this is some people's agenda like people post a black square they don't believe in it they don't understand it they don't know a damn thing but they're like shit i'm not getting caught out not posting a black Mm. square so man i could post it like literally that's what that's what it is. So I don't think we should expect we should expect anything more. I think it is embarrassing that she didn't continue the conversation with you in the comments and deleted it, which kind of proves your point that clearly exactly. you're not supporting. Like the whole conversation just shows that you don't even care about Black Lives Matter. You're just doing it because it's a trend and it's something to fit in. It clearly does not align with your beliefs because if it did, what you would say is like, wow this movement is so powerful. I've learned so much over the last week that I didn't know. I'm holding myself accountable for things that I've done in the past. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's so it's simple accountability to be like, thing. Hold, yeah, I hold myself accountable for things I've done and said in the past. Like, you know, now I'm more woke. I'm aware of this. And yeah, going forward, you know what? I'm going to try to align my life and my brand with the right thing to do. Yeah. Do you know what? It's, it's so funny you say up, this. Because I had a conversation um, with my friend. And you know, in my last episode, guys, I discussed a situation where I was in a WhatsApp group chat with some friends. Oh, yeah. And the person who used the N-word, surprise, surprise, has posted all his BLM stuff. And I'm angry. And I want to comment. Like, this is really surprising for you to post all of this. Because only two years ago, he's getting all and this and this and that. And then I realised, and then, and then my friend was like, yeah, but Amber, like, maybe they've changed and maybe they've acknowledged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's fine, but I feel like I deserve an apology. And I feel like anybody who has used microaggressions, been racist, used the N-word, even if that means singing it in a song, and if you've grown up from that, I just personally think you should go to that person and say sorry and then post your support. Because to me, it's like, don't post your support and you still haven't even given me a proper apology for the way you behaved. Because then you can just be posting it again for the sake of posting. Like, how do I know you've changed? Don't post that shit until you come and say sorry to me. I know this is really dramatic and this is, might be a bit OTT, but I personally think <clears throat> to hold yourself accountable in your head is just not enough. If you know you've actively mm. openly been racist to somebody and you know you've done wrong, you accept that and you want to change your ways, I think you should go to that person. You should apologise, tell them why you're apologising and then tell them why you now know what you did was wrong. So yeah. I know you've been educated and you'll never do it again. <laughs> I want an Sorry, essay. Someone's... That is what I want. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Sorry. No. Yeah. Someone's FaceTime me. I want. I want an essay apology. <laughs> I really do. I just. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> then continue your support. Then, then you are welcome to support us. But without that, don't because it means nothing. Yeah. I. I totally get. I get your point. Um. 
No, 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 I'm not even playing devil's advocate. I'm just saying, like, at the same time, nothing's stopping you from also calling it out and just saying, mm. hey, like, you know, I saw your recent post and I think it's great that you're supporting, but I just want to reference the time in which you said this. Like, I really didn't appreciate that. And hopefully going forward, you'll bear that in mind. You ch- you'll change. Because it, you can sit down and expect the apology, but it may never come. But you yeah. can actively be part of someone's journey of actually changing. Mm. yeah I hear that you know um to hold them accountable like I've seen I've heard stories of people doing similar things in terms of their friends are all of a sudden posting shit but have said Mm. racist crap or type of microaggressions and they felt as though they had to call them up on it yeah and and, and I think people should as well and I think I said this last time you should because these are times to have these uncomfortable conversations Mm -hmm you need to even if that's your best mate or you remember something they did back in 2008 and you this is the time Mm, mm, this mm. is the time to be open be like don't do that again and this is why you should never do that again Mm, mm, mm. and make sure they understand as well yeah no 100 percent 100% and this is the time and we've seen a lot of stories on social media people especially celebrities coming Mm -hmm. out with racist incident stories um yeah like racist incident stories the two that were quite notable for me were Leanne from Little Mix and Leona Lewis different types of stories Leona Lewis's was more just a day in the life it wasn't related to the industry she yeah. was subjected to racism in a store in a posh area i think it was chelsea she was with her dad and if you were interested in looking at it it's on her igtv um yeah she's in the store with her dad and the shopkeeper was clutching her pearls confused why black people <laughs> in the store and she didn't watch basically just bullshit it's basically just racism and then she left the store really angry and her dad I find I don't know that I found this bit a bit like plot twist a bit weird but her dad went back in the store with her cd like, like do you that know was who Leona Lewis like you don't know who and then the woman came out and apologized like oh my god I didn't know who you were as if to say like knowing who she was makes her more acceptable as a black person because she's yeah. a celeb I found like, that a bit <laughs> that was a bit like mm, yeah as well. yeah that was a bit um tricky and then I think the more compelling story was Leanne's mm. um, because it was from a perspective of how she's been treated in the industry um, being a black woman. But I guess there is a nuance because she's more mixed. I think both her parents are mixed race. Which yeah. By definition, default, she's mixed race. Mixed race. I guess. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But it's like she's the black one in a white group but she also appreciated the fact that being mixed race and being lighter skin probably made her experience more bearable than it than would have someone been who'd been dark skin darker skinned um so yeah i mean it opens up a real interesting discussion around the colorism aspect because right now we've been talking about black lives matter black lives matter yeah but i was saying in work um on a call just saying the black experience is so nuanced like we can't just say Black Lives Matter and you want to solve for all black people in the same way because 
black women are treated differently and have different experiences to black men and then if you now figure out like the colorism aspect you have a whole like it opens a can of worms so I think I want to throw it over to you Amber because obviously you are mixed race Um, heritage (laughs) yeah so yeah um with like Leanne's uh when Leanne said we just we just said this that um, she realized that because she was of a lighter skin tone that her experience is probably more bearable than someone of someone that's dark skin I think that really resonated with me because I know that my experiences of racism is probably so much more different to the experience of someone who's darker skinned Mm-mm-mm. so and again it, it it's like that that privilege again of not being black so then you're not as demonized as a black person like mm. it, it's like it's so weird it's like racism comes in loads of levels depending on where you are on the color scale basically and it's um it's really bizarre but i think it really puts me in a difficult position where sometimes i don't feel like i'm fully able to discuss these matters Mm. because I'm not darker and then maybe people might be like well you're not even that dark so you've not even really experienced what it is kind of thing Mm. do you actually feel like that sometimes like sometimes like before when in that episode of um black is not a trend when I said I don't feel like education educated enough to speak on these topics I think yes I wasn't educated but I also feel like sometimes I don't have a my I don't know I don't have a place I don't know how to explain it but it's like you don't want people to come at you kind of yeah who are you you to be talking on it when When you when yeah and you've got half white so you've got like that privilege or whatever or or, do you know it's really bizarre I don't know how I just got to this point in this conversation Mm, mm, mm. no keep going I'm here (laughs) um yeah it is really bizarre it is really weird but I feel like this time I just thought like fuck it like society sees me as a black woman society Mm. sees me as colored or whatever you want to call it whether it's lighter or darker I'm still going to get treated the same way maybe is not as bad if people want to yeah yeah um but I just thought fuck it like this is my time to stand up for myself and for my people kind of thing but it's weird. It's I don't know. Maybe being mixed race. I I've seen some other like Instagram lives with mixed race people. Like I don't know where to. I don't know how to speak on it. I think a lot of mm. us way because it's a it's weird. Like you don't know where you belong. What do you identify as? <laughs> have you? I don't know. Have you ever thought about it? Or no, you... that's why I just laughed. I've never thought about it. I just anytime I, someone asks me where you're from, it's I'm taking Sierra Leone. Okay, just... but you don't. So do you identify as mixed race or? Yeah, I yeah I identify as mixed race. Yeah, so I get. Weird. No, I mean it. It makes sense. Um. I also think sometimes, and I, correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm not mixed race, I'm not trying yeah. to speak on your behalf, but how you identify depends on your family situation mm. and more so maybe where your mum is from. 
Yeah. Because a lot of people might, you know, Take the mother is mother. always a dominant force in the household, like irrespective of whether parents are together. The yeah. mom, like my parents are together. My mom's from Sierra Leone. My dad's from Nigeria. But I identify more as Sierra Leonean because it's the dominant culture in the house because the mums are always, yeah. I don't know. You just get more from the mum. So it would make sense why you wouldn't completely be like, I identify as black because your mum is white. And it would almost be a weird thing to identify as. It is a really weird identity limbo. Mm -hmm. Because on the outside, I'm black. Like, I'm brown, let's say. Mm -hmm. And that's how people see me. They don't care if I got a bit of white in me. But then as me, personally, is like, well, I can't ignore my white side. That's part of me. And I can't just ignore my mm. black side. So I can't say I'm white because obviously I'm not. I can't say I'm black because obviously I'm not it's either. black, yeah. So I'm, oh, just, wow. I'm just mixed race. And it, it was really weird because I thought I was maybe the only... Like, I didn't... I don't think I questioned my identity as much in the past until like this time now. Like around these really? times. Yeah, because I've always been like just me like I've never felt mm. but then like I had a conversation with my mum and I sat and I just spoke like, and I was just like where do I like where where am I where do I fit in here like <laughs> like where where do I I'm not even laughing because it's a serious question because it's like sometimes I'll be like you guys my African side and it's like am I too white for them or maybe I'll be like my white side and it's like, oh, am I too black for that? Whatever being too white or being too black is. But like, that's I mean, how yeah, you yeah. feel. Like you, even, but this is why it's so weird. Cause even though I don't feel out of place with any of my sides, I feel very comfortable and very, I don't feel mm. like I've never been the black sheep of the family, of either mm. families either. I don't know. Do you know what? It's a very, very confusing thing for me as well now thinking about it. But it's, I mean, it's a good conversation to have and it's good to, yeah. it's good to explore and you probably find solace in the fact that you're not the only one that feels yeah that way. And I think though, I'm very lucky because I grew up with my black side and I think a lot of mixed race people may have only grown up with one side and if they've just mm. grown up with their white side, they're going to find this whole movement very difficult to understand. Wow, and that's And participating simply because they don't know that side or maybe they don't even identify as it or maybe mm. they don't, they don't recognise it because if you're really caught up, it's like in the Jungle Book, Mowgli is a human, sorry, but this is, this is what it's like, he's a human and I he's love it. We're talking about some serious shit. You're like, you know, yeah, in the jungle, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is this is really really. This is going to be really smart, right? This is. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Right. And he's brought up by animals, by whoever, and he thinks he's one of them. He doesn't see the difference. So I feel like it might be mm, okay. Yeah, 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 Just with white people and white family, then you're not going to see yourself any different. But then when a movement like black lives matter enters and suddenly you look in the mirror you got a reality check that you're actually brown you might feel a bit like where do i stand here but on that point about not seeing yourself as any different 
that only works if you're not subject to forms of racism and discrimination for you to have a self-awareness to see yourself as different so if it is that you're mixed race and you're with your white family and your white family have never made you feel like an other and you're in a community they've never made you feel and it's only when you leave you realize oh shit yeah I was a bit different wasn't I versus Mm. being in that world because I've heard stories of mixed race children mum is white and the grandparents are being racist to their own grandkids oh that's yeah I, I know that as like well. you hear stories like that so I, I i guess there's both sides like one you could feel like you don't know any different you don't see yourself as different and two you could be made to feel like an other in your own family mm. which is oh horrendous like i could never even imagine, imagine what that might feel what like. that's like because home um, is supposed to be safe yeah you know family is supposed to be safe so to feel like that oh disgusting there's also like cases where there's just just someone i know and they didn't know that they were mixed race so yes maybe is this the same person because i know someone my the girl went i know a girl that went to my uni oh she's my age though oh wow wow is this a real thing yeah so the girl's mum is white and the the girl doesn't know her dad and the girl was never brought up to know that she was mixed race, but she's very, very fair-skinned mixed race. Oh, okay, okay, fair. So she, she have curly hair? Yeah, but she grew up thinking she was just white and she didn't know that she was mixed race. The one I know is she was visibly mixed race, but mm. her mum and dad were white and she was told that she was white. So that's more mad because visibly she's mixed race so your mum's been (laughs) yeah like literally the mum obviously like stepped out and i think she found out when either i think the dad had passed away the yeah that who she thought was her dad had passed away then her mum came clean but can you imagine because that's a different kind of identity crisis of being like no i am white but you're literally you're actually not it's mad like i think it is difficult but i think moving on from here forward anyone that wants to be in an interracial relationship like obviously i'm not against interracial relationships <laughs> i don't know why i had to say that but but i think <laughs> that the parents have a responsibility here mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. teaching their children both sides both sides of their is it heritage or their ethnicities Mm -hmm. they have a responsibility and if either parent isn't in their lives you still have that responsibility of then carrying that burden on your own and teaching both sides and if you don't know go and get the education and do it or find people or make or you know your friends and even my mum said this like she would she made friends with some with one of my best friends when I was in nursery. Her mum was black and I regularly was at their house and she always made sure that I was around mm. people that were like me so I can grow to know culture because my, my father wasn't in my life. Mm-mm-mm. And then obviously I met you guys when I was eight. So it's like she made sure. And I think every parent who's in an interracial relationship needs to make sure that they're doing that. They need to make sure that yeah. they're they're acknowledging that their children from two different places and giving them their history so mm-hmm. they don't have identity crisis or think they're white when they're black or think they're black when they're white do you know what i mean yeah 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 it's, re- it's really important um from the cultural perspective and what what's opened my eyes is parents also have a duty about teaching 
history. Yeah. Because the the British history system is just a form of indoctrination. So you can't rely on them to teach true history for somebody to really understand where their people are from. And I was I've watched a snippet on Instagram today and it was saying if you explain black history in a way that makes it seem like our history starts from slavery, everything after that seems like an achievement. Everything. Yeah. Everything after that. So that even so the littlest true. thing, the littlest thing, you have a job. It seems like, wow, you've come such a long way from slavery where that is not where black history starts. Like black history, especially in Africa, like it runs deep. deep. We mm. have invented things. We have found things. We were self-sufficient. So like the countries pre-colonialism, not even just Africa, but Asia, so many countries were amazing and beautiful, but they don't teach. Anyway, let me not even start getting emotional because I just start getting really aggy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it's really important um, to teach history. And I'm looking forward to having my own kids um, where I can teach them history, have like Saturday school, kind of like when you went to Oya, like having Saturday school Do you know what? to teach and learn history because it's important. We need Oya again. Now that I'm older <laughs> and I actually understand Appreciate what, it, it, yeah. what it was there to do. It was a brilliant organisation, guys. It was called Oya, which is Organisation of Young Africans. And in Yoruba, it means like Kamela or like Yulo or yeah yeah like everyone yeah yeah. like them it's just one of those words and it was for black kids and you went there every saturday and did english maths and science they were taught to you by black teachers from who are actually like secondary school teachers and um they would make you do exams at the end of like their term or whatever and they were proper exams and then what they would do is they would compare your exam results there to your exam results at school and anyone whose school results were like ridiculously low or whatever, they would go into that school on your behalf and they would be like... Is that what they would actually do? Yeah, they were going to the schools and saying, why is this child on the foundation paper? They've done a higher paper here and they've achieved this, this and this. This is wrong. Why is it that he's achieving here, not here then? Like, what is the difference? And they made sure that black kids had a voice in schools and they weren't being sold short. How amazing! I didn't even know it ran that deep. I thought you lot were just going there to play. No, and um, and and they would always be like when we spoke up. It was like, say your name, say your country, be proud, like speak Mm. up. And now looking back, it's like they were teaching us to be proud of who we are. They were teaching us to being proud of being African or Caribbean or wherever you're coming from, and. And I think that that's amazing. And I feel like we need that everywhere. <laughs> we need that everywhere for every black child to experience that and have that support because they don't have that support in school system. Wow. Someone needs, from all my people, them that are teachers and stuff. I think our teachers need to come together. Come and, together. And we need to, I say we, yeah, fuck it, I'm a teacher now. What? <laughs> educational. <laughs> we need to come together and we need to create something that helps our black children in the schooling system. And that needs yeah. to be done ASAP. And Oya was, was amazing. And they made you use your African name, even though I don't like oh, yeah, mine. But, I remember. but it was just like that that sense of community and being proud. And they didn't strip you of who you are. They mm. like encouraged who you are. 
Amazing. Mm. Brilliant. Brilliant, brilliant, <laughs> brilliant, brilliant, and amazing. No, actually, it is amazing. I honestly thought you lot went there to just like eat snacks and chat. No, shit. we got jollof rice every lunchtime, though jollof rice and chicken with salad. Yeah, you lot went home. It just took over my entire Saturday. That was the only thing. That was a long thing. It was like 12 till 6. And I'm going to get time for that. Yeah, that's a long time. How did we get here? Yeah, sorry, I'm I don't, no you know, guys, you know us, we literally go from here Tangent. Everywhere. Talking about education, we're talking about mixed experience. Okay, yeah, we're talking about the mixed race experience. Do you feel like you've got everything off your chest that you want to say on this? About being mixed raced? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, yeah, I think I do. I just think, like, for the rest of my mixed race people out there, like, this don't think just because you're mixed race that you're you're excused from the situation that's mm. happening because we're not they all see us the same whether you're lighter or darker at the end of the day they do all see us the same and this whole like because i'm light skin privileged there's no such thing as that either they don't mm. see i just i think people argue that is it depends it depends in what space you're looking at like when you say they all see us the same i get that point like maybe there's no privilege in that respect because black you're black like light yeah. or dark like black is black but there are some opportunities that are maybe afforded to women who are mixed race or lighter skin be it if you see in like um well you see more so back in the day like um that's video true. Shoots, oh, yeah. Things, yeah, that's or in like even like we can talk about relationships where some men are like oh i only like light skin girls like, i don't like dark skin mm. girls because dark skin was not seen as um it was not seen as popping until what like 2015 2014 2015 when it was like melanin yeah or it was even 2016 like it's really just melanin is a current thing where dark skin girls are actually accepted um and then even if you bring it back into the fashion world the influencer space it's clear that we see majority of these brands pages are whitewashed with the occasional mixed race girl here and yeah. there or they take it to the extreme of the um adua catches of the world or the ducky fots of the world do you know like they yeah, yeah, take yeah. it to is either going to be mixed race because yeah you're black and black kind of white but you mm. know we have a bit of diversity or it's like purple like, no, I'm not even saying that in a shame. That sounds bad. That's a, I'll take that back. Or really dark skin. Yeah. Um, but they wouldn't just normalise having black faces. Um, so there is, there definitely... I w- I w- yeah, sorry, I think, yeah. I get, you, no, I get, I get your point. No, don't take it back, because I get your point in terms of from an institutional level or from an other looking at us or from racist looking yeah at i us. think that's what i the think they were talking that they it. were talking about is racist or the racial systems and from that perspective we're all black yeah um, i think that's within what... the community there's separation and levels and big time there is yeah. all of that and shit. it's sad and do you know what it is as well um sorry i was having another conversation with a friend of mine who's also mixed race she's half ethiopian half English, but she's uh, like fairer skin than me. Even she was saying about the colorism, like they would, she's more likely to maybe be chosen for like a magazine picture or modeling Mm. or something because 
she still ticks the ethnicity box without looking mm-hmm. maybe Ethnic. like yeah, yeah like a black woman if that makes sense and it was yeah, just yeah, like yeah. it's then they're getting their two in one we've got a black girl we've got an ethnic girl it's all done and she's not too dark for us literally and, and that's and i think we we need to tackle colorism in a i think that's like a separate thing yeah i think yeah, i think there's a because lot because it's of like we need to we need to like we need to get the whole race and things so we're, we're all included one mm. and then it's the colorism thing you can't now pick and choose which which one of us you prefer or which exactly yeah i think colorism is a has always been a huge issue and that also still stems down from like slavery and how the mixed race people thought they were above the black people because oh i'm fairer skin than you and Mm-mm. my dad's a slave trader or whatever <laughs> slave owner <laughs> Oh god, I hope they don't sleep well at night, man. I really do as well. I mean, I didn't. I really do hope they don't. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes. Um, what? How do you feel about it? Like when? When you see me, what do you see me as? Like when you see mixed race people, what do you see them as? I wonder how other people identify us. As. I think everyone just identifies us as mixed race. Um. I get. I mean, I've never thought about it. Yeah, see, see what I mean. We don't belong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never thought about it. But if it's that idea, I just think someone's mixed race and they say where they're from, and I'm like, okay, cool. Mm. I can place you. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, I mean, if I'm being honest, if I cast my mind back to being younger, being in school, primary, secondary. It was tough being black. Like it was tough being black. It was tough being dark skin. And I think I've had phases where you wish, oh, I wish I was mixed race, or I wish I was mm. white, even to the extreme. Yeah, like, wishing, wishing I was white. I remember this is. So, I feel like so everyone's gone through that. I mean, everyone's phase. gone through that. My my dad was born in Manchester, and I remember I, when I found that out. I found it out when I was in primary school, maybe like year four and I remember I went to school and I was like yeah oh my dad my dad's from Manchester and my grandparents lived there but I was saying it in a way that I was making it seem like my dad was white (laughs) do you know how mad that is yeah it's mad like I remember I used to have dreams I I had a dream once and I think I forced it as a recurring dream that P Diddy and Jada were my mum and dad oh my god and they came to my they came to my um they came, what did they came to my, what's it called? Assembly. And yeah. I was so excited. Oh my God. But it's because people don't realize all this racism shit, like it runs deep. Mm. It, it really literally penetrates, it penetrates your mind at a young age that in primary school, you are creating stories and creating narratives of being white. Mm. I encourage everyone to go and watch this movie called Farming. It's on Amazon Prime. I'm not going to give it away because I, if I explain it, then you get it. And yeah. because I, because I knew what it was about, I think I lost a lot of suspense when I was watching it. So I just encourage everyone to watch it just to get that kind of understanding of how you can, like, you can internalize racism so much to the point where you just hate who you are mm. and you want to be, um, you want to be something else. I mean, I'm so happy. We've come a long way. We've still got a long way to go but black children are growing up in a different world to 
the world I grew in and years back and years back and years back, we're seeing like small forms of progression where people don't maybe hate themselves as much, Mm. you know? And I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not trying to, this is not a sympathy thing. I didn't hate myself. I was just being silly. Yeah. Now looking back, but then there was a serious, I don't think you should disregard. No, 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 no. I mean, in the sense of what I'm trying to say is that in the moment, I didn't hate myself. I think that's quite an extreme, it's an extreme thing, but it was more, I went to a Catholic school, predominantly white, predominantly um, Irish. So Mm. you can imagine I spent my, um, I spent my lunch break learning Irish dancing. <laughs> like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? You spend your lunch break learning Irish dancing. Um, and then I, there, there were enough, there were enough black people in my school for me not to feel other as well. Yeah. So it, it was never like a true identity crisis. I would dip between like my black friends and then go back and play with my white friends and do Irish dancing. But when I'm with my black <laughs> friends, I'm black. And when I'm with my white friends, my dad's from Manchester. Yeah. Like, you know, like it was just, it's just a bit silliness. I feel like as well, um, like this whole like being black and acting white and oh speaking God, white that. and all oh, you like. What what does that mean? What does it mean to be black and what does it mean to be white? Like that line needs to be completely blurred now. Yeah, I used I used to I used to really really hate that especially when I was in secondary, when I was in secondary school, predominantly white school, and I would come around the cousins and they would always say white girl, white girl, like things like that. Mm. And it's really upsetting because it's like, I'm in school and I feel like an other. And then I come around my family and I feel like an other. So it's like, where, where am I? Mm. (laughs) Literally like, where do I sit? That's Um, That's exactly how. I, I feel sometimes. Even now, sometimes some people call me uptown. Like what? what I have friends. I have I have ma- I have male friends or like guys that I've dated, and they literally I've heard that phrase uptown. You're uptown. Like shut up. <laughs> what is like? What even is that? <laughs> because I because I speak well because I like nice things. I'm uptown. Like okay. I met like, someone. Um, like last year's summer and they were always like you speak the queen's english like you're like royalty like you must live in like a really nice posh area like you're so po- the, oh you're so posh i just get you're so posh all the time and it actually used to anger me like it used to literally piss me off but it's like what is acting like royal like this is just you the way just that sound i white. it's just, you just but, sound white. i'm just speaking good english that doesn't belong to anyone it doesn't belong to a race it doesn't like <laughs> speaking a language like is that it's just dumb it's dumb like it's just <laughs> it's honestly so annoying but we need to we need to unlearn all of this stuff yeah it's amazing we're in an amazing time where one everyone's sitting in lockdown so you have time to really consume all the information because there is so much out there i'm thankful for this time that i've been able to educate myself on things that i wasn't aware of and also to be able to check myself as well Mm -hmm. yeah even even within the community we need to check ourselves on this whole like oh you're too white or you're too Mm. black or you're ghetto or you're no you're just a human being you're just being yourself 
every and at the end of the day everyone is just a product of their environment so accept people for who they are mm. like bloody heck definitely no i think like the growth during this period and maybe i can speak for a lot of our listeners right now the growth during this period has been real and man I think, literally and i think that you know you can never grow too much and i think to all our allies i like using that word now our allies like continue doing what you're doing because you like you'll never lose from it at all and i'm going to continue learning and knowing about my history and change is happening i can feel it yeah fingers i feel it in my bones sorry (laughs) (laughs) no but i do what the fuck is this now that I've stopped fighting people, like I've got all that yeah, please stop. and stuff, like, mate, you should see me on Facebook. Do you know what? You should just see me. If you go on like an influencer page, I guarantee there's a comment from me saying, thanks for supporting the BLM movement, but what are you going to do beyond social media? It's like, is that the fight? Is that the hill that you want to die on to be the influencer <laughs> accountability queen? Think- <laughs> You know what it is. The thing is, no, the thing is, Amber, it's like you already know what it is. You're rallying yourself up and getting rattled over something that you know what it is. And people on Facebook are pissing me off. I don't even use Facebook. Yeah, please get off Facebook as well. It's not that deep. People crying about their bloody whatever they're crying about. Fucking horses. Oh my god! No, I did. I so I go on Facebook. There's some things that I go on Facebook for, from time to time. And I did go on Facebook this week. I saw that post I about write. horses. Bloody hell! This girl. Talk about no, no, no. Girls. You don't even understand because I literally there was this. Anyways, everyone's just like, oh, this disgusting horses should be treated like that. Look at these protesters, disgusting. Throwing bottles at a horse, disgusting. This and that, moan, 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 moan. Karen can't keep her mouth shut. Karen, honey, when you were swigging down bottles of Prosecco at Ascot, it wasn't, it wasn't disgusting towards the horses then, was it? He wasn't crying about the horses then. Went racing, horse racing, killed seven to 800 horses a year. You yeah. tell him, girl. Didn't see you complain then, Karen, when you dress in your little hat. Like, don't piss me off, bruv. Don't. I know you're racist. Just come out and say you're racist. Like, don't pick and choose when you want to care about horses. Pisses me off. And then I get on one and then I make myself mad. <laughs> I'm over Sorry, oh, is there that... something more important on your phone than... Speaking to our listeners, this is pissing me off as well now. No, you know, as you know, there's all these parody accounts on Twitter, so you never know, like, if the tweet really came from the company. Yeah. So obviously, lockdown yeah, I love is, those. Like, <laughs> lockdown is um winding down, or I don't know whatever lockdown is doing. So this is like a Fort Park parody page. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's not even that funny. So the tweet reads, Fort Park and Nemesis Inferno are trending. I believe this is the perfect time to announce our safety measures. We're replacing the steam in the tunnel and queue with disinfectant spray. Just remember to keep your eyes shut and to hold your breath to prevent death. 
You know what? You know what? I'm laughing more because I actually thought it was true. Then I found out it was a parody thing. Anyway, that's not important. Yeah, that was right. I don't know why you it wasn't. Sorry, no, well, you didn't have to call me. You didn't have to call me out on it, did you? Well, because well, well, they me, can't see me, can they? Me and our listeners have been sat here in silence, so they can't see you. They can't hear you either. Shut up. <laughs> anyway, so I'm like I said. I think life goes back to normal, but we still. Keep the narrative going. Keep the conversation going. I'm looking forward to some scandalous things happening between now and next week. Oh, so we I love really the tea that's coming out now. Yeah, so we can come back with the tea and bring you, I guess, more discussions on fashion, beauty, lifestyle related stuff. Because remember, that is what our podcast is all about. Although we do touch on very hard hitting issues. When necessary. When necessary, <laughs> no, when necessary, and it has been necessary, so we couldn't just do one week and just go back to regular schedules. Hey, programming. Been... Podcast. Yeah, that would have been a bit weird, but um, yeah, and welcome again to all our new listeners. Blah, blah, I can't speak, all our new listeners, Listen. and to all our new followers from the Instagram. I see, yeah, and I appreciate, yeah, um, Dunno. I'm really looking forward to getting back into some fashion gossip. So this is going to be exciting stuff. Very exciting stuff. Um, so make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And also please leave us a review. On also, sorry, I'm putting my hand up. Can I speak? Um, <laughs> guys, we've done God's work for you. We have created a black-owned business directory on our blog page. So if you go onto www.herstylesecrets.com .com. Um, and then click onto black-owned, there's a huge directory. There's women's wear, men's wear, high-end, lingerie, accessories, footwear, skincare, beauty, beauty stuff. You name it. I bet you yep. it's there. And we've also found an equivalent to Netta Porter. So for all my luxury shoppers out there, I've seen you too, um, you can now shop from these Netta Porter alternatives, which are black owned, supporting the black community, giving back to us what you took away. Joking. Um, it's just supporting the black community. <laughs> what is wrong with this guy? Um, and that's on our website as well. You are always on smoke. Like, I need you guys to know that she's not even just like this just for this Black Lives Matter. This oh, is just I'm how she forever is. on crud. Like, chat shit, get banged. There'll, there'll literally be a simple situation. I'm like, Amber, just, 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 just can't, just, just tone it down. <laughs> just, just, you don't need to get so. But I do. I get angry because okay, I'm, I'm emotional and I'm passionate about what I care about. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That you are, honey. I'm, I'm very like when things affect me, I'm very real about it. You're very real. We um, love you for it. Thanks, sis. We balance right. each other out, me and you. What would we do without each other? Look at you. We're a little cousin. <laughs> Bye. You're a jar. On that note, next week. Thanks, guys. We'll see, see you later. next week. Bye. Bye. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? 
What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.